Welcome to part one of Health System CIO's interview with Nick Szymanski, CIO at Richmond University Medical Center. In this segment, we discuss his approach to being the organization's first ever CIO, the cultural shift that needs to happen when it comes to involving IT in every project, and why sometimes the best things leader can do for their teams is go back to basics. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK, a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y dot com. Okay, so best place to start is by talking about the organization, Richmond University Medical Center, which is not located in Virginia, right? No, no, yeah, it is uh, commonly believed that it is, but it's actually Staten Island, New York. We're one of the two hospitals on the island. Okay, can you just talk a little bit about what you have in terms of the bed size and uh, some of the other um, care offerings? Yeah, so we're licensed for just under about 500 beds, and the range of services that we provide are behavioral health, obviously ER, pediatrics, med surge, we're a stroke certified center as well, so we really have a full gamut of uh, services you know, that we provide, and again, being one of two hospitals on the island, it's pretty important that we do offer those services, especially in the case of emergencies, so uh, we do mm-hmm. carry a wide range of services here locally on site. Okay. And are you an independent hospital or do you have affiliations? How does that work? So right now at the moment, we are a community hospital and, you know, that comes with its own uh, unique uh, challenges as well and benefits too to a certain degree. But yeah, we're, we're standalone right now, one of the few that are out there and we are the only standalone on the island. Okay. You started in the CIO role Uh, in November of 2017, and you were the first CIO that they've had, right? That's correct, yes. Yes, I was uh, very fortunate to be the first. I was not new to the organization, though. Um, Mm -hmm. I had spent just a little over two years here before, my first stint, if you will, and that was a few years back. Then I went elsewhere, and then I came back for this role, for this opportunity. So being the first uh, was exciting and comes with its own set of challenges. Yeah, and, and now when you were with the organization the first time around, what role were you in? I started as a financial analyst manager, if you will, and then just you know, went up the ranks and, until manager of IT, director of IT. So I really, a lot of my growth has uh, taken place here uh, over the years. So I, I've kind of seen each different level and different roles and see how that uh, you know, impacts the organization, and I've learned greatly from each one of those roles, to be honest with you. I'm sure that that played into how you approach things, the fact that you had familiarity with the organization. But how did you um, approach going into this role as the first CIO? So this is very interesting because it was the first time uh, for myself being a CIO on top of it. So coming into an organization that never had that specific title and also me not being in that role, I felt was very unique and would have uh, some challenges, but also a lot of opportunity. And the reason why I say that is for myself, I came into this role thinking based on what I have seen and experienced before of what CIO's roles and responsibilities are. So I, I had a I thought I had a good sense of what my duties would be, but going into an organization that never had that player at the table per se, 
you know, you kind of have to mesh the two, right? So I'm learning yeah. what that role should be in and of it myself and also trying to help guide the rest of the leadership team into understanding what my role here is as well and how I can help them and help facilitate things. So it was a learning part, not only, again, personally, but organizationally, and then kind of bridging that gap to where myself I understand what I need to do and I'm even more confident in exactly what that is and also now getting the rest of the team to now have a good, clear expectation of when I come into play or what my role is. So a uh, very unique situation, and uh, again, that allowed for flexibility because there kind of was unknowns all the way around, right? There was what my yeah. perception was and what their perception was, and, you know, this organically, we met in the middle, um, but there was times, you know, where there was definitely differences of what that role was thought to be and to do and be responsible for, and so it, it's yeah. been a whirlwind and a, and a positive one for sure, but it was, it was definitely unique. Yeah, so in some ways, you've almost been able to, to define the role. Uh, and there's a huge benefit to that as well, uh, in that I have a great interest in uh, learning more about the operations and more of outside of IT. So I get to kind of be the nudge and hopefully portray myself more as a business partner to everyone else instead of just quote-unquote IT guy. Right. And I think that was a big change, too, at first, because historically, uh, CIO, your IT, my computer's broken, call him, right? And that's not what this yeah. role does anymore. So this opportunity allowed me the freedom to kind of be that nudge and ask questions and say, hey, can I sit in on that quality meeting? I, w- I want to understand what's going on here, and maybe we can help. So I've uh, definitely uh, bounced around into different areas, and which has been immensely informational for myself, but uh, hopefully... Uh, equally beneficial for those areas because now I could say, hey, I, I think we can help you here or, you know, we can make this yeah. a little bit quicker for you. So uh, having that opportunity and that freedom to bounce around, if you will, hopefully it's paid dividends for everyone. And it, and it certainly has uh, for me personally, for my own growth. Right. And uh, as you mentioned, it's, it's been a whirlwind, but I would imagine that during that time, you've already made changes or kind of evolved in the way that you do uh, lead your team. Oh, for sure. You know, what I did when I first came here is I went back to basics, uh, and this was the benefit of actually knowing the organization uh, prior, uh, which is not unique to here at all, but I think a lot of what I experienced was kind of a best-of-breed model. A lot of areas Mm -hmm. had what fit them really, really well, but organizationally, we might not be operating at the level that we wanted to. So my challenge was, instead of adding all these bells and whistles, bells and whistles all over the place, I needed to go back Mm -hmm. to the foundation and I always use the analogy, you know, of a house. You know, our foundation had um, windows left open and we're asking to build another wing to the house. I'm, right, I'm right. I'm that right now. I need to go back and really solidify a, a lot of areas, get that running well, and then we can look to enhance. So that was really the first big challenge besides identifying and defining what my role was. That, that was the first action plan that I, I worked on. Along those lines, as far as the organization, what motivated them to, to name a CIO? Did it have to do with, like you said, the best of breed systems and wanting to move past that? I think in the back of their minds, it probably played a role. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not, not having one here before, I don't think there was a set list of 
all right, this is what we want this position to do. You know, we want right. this, 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 and this. So again, that allowed me the opportunity to grow and again, uh, be the nudge. But when I communicate to them and I say, you know, here are where our gaps are and here's where we need to you know, shore up in certain areas, especially when I was meeting with them about coming back, it, that definitely looked to be of interest to them. At the end of the day, it's all about the patient. So if IT can help solidify their support to the end users who are the caregivers, that ultimately gets passed down to the patients, which is the end goal anyways. So that was the message that I had sent, and uh, I think that really resonated with them. And I think the other piece was the team is seeing, just like many organizations, that uh, IT really touches everything now. Right, mm-hmm. so yeah. you need to have that point person as to it's not just hey, I need two new computers over here, and I have a printer jam. Well, right. no, what does this look like for a long-term strategy, and especially security, cybersecurity, all the security threats, and you know having a, a solid posture. So, I think they saw that it was time for that role to evolve and grow into what it's become today. Right. So looking at at, at where things stand now, what would you say are are really the key priorities for you and your team? There's definitely about three or four. Uh, One would definitely be moving away from the best of breed, going to unified platforms, whether that's an EMR, uh, telecommunications, anything really. The goal is to consolidate and unify. Uh, So then that way you have a solid process and you eliminate a lot of opportunities for error. So Getting rid of those silos and the best of breed is one. Uh, Two would definitely be getting culturally everyone to understand that IT needs to be at the table regardless of the project. We're we're building a new wing. Uh, We just bought a new practice. We're implementing this. We like this. We like IT needs to be there. It should almost be instinctive that the first person you think of is IT, and that's what I try to hammer home here. It actually has become a joke. It's not, though, because what happens is a lot of times there's this grand plan that's put together, and then two weeks left before something goes live, oh, whoa, where's IT? Right, right. forgot about them, and then we come in and we say, whoa, whoa, this is not how we would have done it. So culturally getting uh, that change in place is uh, on the action items and to-do list, as it has been and will continue to be. And the other thing, again, is just really ironing out the basics. And I stress this to the team all the time. What really separates uh, good teams from great teams is doing the basics consistently and consistently well. So whether that's simply responding to service tickets, right? You do that in a timely fashion and you communicate consistently with end users so you manage the expectations. Very basic things, but if you do it consistently and well, that's what ultimately is going to provide better service to our end users and ultimately the patients. So those are things. And then the other part, too, we're really focusing on is optimization uh, and also trying to uh, try to help out with uh, patient satisfaction. So the first piece with optimization, I'm really aiming that statement towards the EMR. EMR should mm-hmm. continue to evolve over time, right? They, they shouldn't be stagnant. So we've put a lot of framework in place and continue to do so to get the EMR up to speed where it needs to be, get efficiencies put in place, get the correct data, get one source of data. That's another challenge yeah. is, uh, how many sources of data. And then, you know, also where, where can we help with uh, the quality scores? Where is there opportunity there for IT to help and, and obviously patient satisfaction? So what can we provide to the patients or the patient's family that will either help them during a difficult stay or keep them up to date with their care? 
So those are really the main areas that uh, I'm at least targeting. And obviously, uh, cybersecurity is another huge one. I mean, I could spend two hours on that alone. Oh, yeah, sure. Every single IT person that you ask, I'd be surprised if a single person didn't say that because that is always evolving in itself and you're always kind of playing catch-up in a way as the new threats get uh, identified. So those are the the big things keeping us busy, never mind the day-to-day stuff. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.